Hello and welcome to the Southside Church podcast. For more information about Southside Church located in Cape Town, South Africa, visit southsidechurch.co.za. We hope that you enjoy the message. Hello. Today we are starting a three-part mini-series called The Search For. And we're in the series because we acknowledge that so often in our human experience, we spend a lot of our lives searching for things that we want. And sometimes it's information that we gain using search engines, but it's also often things like the search for happiness, for purpose, um, the right relationship or the career path we are called to take. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to look at some of the things that we often search for in our lives and gain some perspective on how to embrace them. And today I want us to begin by looking at the search for our calling and God's blessing. So often we're asking God, what is it you've called me to with my life? What am I called to do in order to make a difference? And we go, God, where is your blessing? Where do I go to receive your blessing? Maybe You're not even a follower of Jesus yet. And I'm sure that you would be asking yourself, what is my purpose? And number two, how do I succeed? How do I live a prosperous life? And so today we're going to look at our search for our calling and God's blessing. And the reason I've paired our calling and God's blessing together in this specific message is because when you're living out your God-given calling, you don't chase your dreams. Your dreams begin to chase you. In the Old Testament, there was a documented period in the life of a man called Joseph who was given a dream by God. And in this dream, God showed him that he would be a leader, a mighty leader that had influence over the lives of many people. That his influence would be so great that even his 11 brothers would bow before him as someone that was leading the way and having influence over a nation. His brothers heard about this dream and despised him and so they wanted to destroy him. This meant that Joseph went from the point of being given the dream by God to spending 13 years in suffering and struggle in order to actually see that dream fulfilled. His brothers began trying to destroy his life by throwing him in a pit. He was then sold as a slave to Egypt where he served in the palace of a man called Potiphar. And while serving faithfully in that house of Potiphar, he was falsely accused of advancing sexually on Potiphar's wife. And so he was placed in prison. The interesting thing was that Joseph never lost sight of the dream, but remained faithful to serving with excellence when he found himself as a slave in the palace of Potiphar and serving others when he was in prison. As Joseph remained faithful to serving God as best he could where he found himself, he ended up after that 13-year period finding himself becoming the second most powerful man in Egypt. And at this point, as a great leader, his brothers bowed down to him for the first time since Joseph had the dream. You see, at the end of the day, Joseph didn't have to chase his dreams. But as long as he lived within the calling of God, no matter what circumstances he faced, his dreams would chase him. And we read in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, of how he responded to his brothers as they bowed down before him 13 years after God had given him the dream. And he said to them, you tried to harm me, but God made it turn out for the best. God has the best plan for your life. 
And the way you're going to find the best of God's blessings is by walking and living within your calling, regardless of the situations and circumstances you face. In fact, Jesus promises us in John chapter 10, verse 10, that he has come to give us everything in abundance, more than we could expect, life in its fullness, until we have it overflowing. And so, when you're living within your calling, you don't chase your dreams, your dreams chase you. So the question is, how do we live out our calling and see God's blessing in our lives? Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 11, in the word of God, gives us a snapshot of a moment in time where Jesus called some of his first disciples. It says, One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled up their boats on the shore and left everything and followed him. I don't know if you've ever been in a place where you've trusted God for blessing and you've kind of worked really hard and trusted that the end result of your labor would lead to his blessings being fulfilled. You might have been saying, God, okay, I'm just doing this and God believing that at the end of my work, you're going to bless me and release the blessing I'm believing you to give me out of John 10 verse 10 because you've promised that you'll give me everything in abundance more than I could expect life in fullness until it's overflowing. And so you might have worked on something and given all that you could and at the end of the day, you felt like God didn't follow through by blessing your labor. You might have gone, God How does the promise of John 10.10 apply here? Because right now I'm not seeing your blessings and I trusted you to give me the breakthrough in my labor and in my work. And that very same kind of feeling that you didn't reap the blessing for the burden of the work you had done was the scenario that Simon Peter found himself in in this portion of scripture. He had been fishing all night but caught no fish. He was tired And if he had maybe been a follower of Jesus at this time, he would have asked the question, God, where is your blessing? He might have begun searching for the blessing of God. And it's in the middle of Peter's search for the blessing of abundance in fish that Jesus says to him in verse 4 of the scripture we just read, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Peter replies, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Peter responded to Jesus' instruction here, using his bad experience from the past as a reason to not follow Jesus' instruction in the present. In other words, he was saying, hey, it didn't work in the past, so it won't work now. We very often do this when we know that God has called us with certain basic instructions for our lives. 
We make or declare phrases like, I did the church thing in the past, God, but the church hurt me. Or I've gone once before, God, but you didn't help me in my financial situation. Or I've served once, God, but I burnt out. Or I got close to people relationally, God, but they offended me. And Peter said, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. When we're searching for God's blessing in our future, we must ensure that we don't give power to the bad experiences from the past. Although Peter had initially responded by allowing his past to be an excuse for his future, he didn't stop there. Because it goes on to say that after he said, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. He said, but because you say so, I will let down my nets. Because you say so was the turning point for Peter. You see, the past has no power in your future if God says go. So Peter follows God's go because he said so. Even though Peter's bad past experience was tempting him to stay on the shoreline. And as he went out, as Jesus had said, he ended up seeing their boats filled with the abundance of God's blessing. The abundance of God's blessing. The same way we seek the abundance of God's blessing is promised from John 10, chapter 10. Here's the thing. Peter needed to believe God's go before the blessing rather than being blessed in order to believe God's go. What I would say to you today is don't build your belief in God on your blessings because your blessings are waiting on the other side of your belief. Peter was blessed because he believed in Jesus' words that instructed him to go. In Luke chapter 1 verse 45, the angel of the Lord said to Mary, the mother of Jesus, you are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Your blessing is on the other side of your belief. But often we allow our belief to be determined by the degree of our blessing. If God blesses us, then we have faith to believe that he is good, rather than believing he is good before we're blessed. In John chapter 20 verse 29, it says, Then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. So for you and I, maybe it's an attitude of saying, God, I don't see you in this, but I believe in your promises that you have declared for my life from John chapter 10 verse 10. So regardless of my bad past experiences or my present situation, I will do what you say because you say so. And maybe you're saying, Grant, that's all good. But what is God saying to me? What is he calling me to? He called Simon Peter to cast fishing nets in the water. But what about me? If I'm willing to do what Jesus says so, what is he saying or calling me to do? Here's the thing. God was never really calling Simon Peter to cast his nets into the water. That was an instruction. God was actually calling Simon Peter to cast his life into God's purpose of reaching people far from God. In verse 10 of the scripture we read earlier, after Peter had followed Jesus' instruction around fishing, it says, Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled up their boats up on the shore, left everything and followed him. You see, at the end of the day, Peter's obedience to the practical instruction of doing something with his hands based on God's word created clarity around the supernatural call that would lead him into his future. Simon Peter's call became clear only after he stepped outside of his comfort zone. 
Peter had to put aside his common logic, his opinions, and his preference when Jesus told him to cast his nets after catching no fish all night. As a well-seasoned fisherman, Peter would have caught fish at night in the shallow water, not in the full daylight in deep water. There were also dangers in the deep that might have not seemed necessary to encounter for such a gamble. But it was after leaving his comfort zone that his call became clear. For you and I, I would like to say, don't expect confidence in your calling while remaining in your comfort zone, because faith's reward is to see what you believed. It starts with believing, stepping out in faith, and then seeing the reward of God's blessing. St. Augustine, one of the early church fathers, said, Faith is to believe what you do not see. The reward of this faith is to see what you believe. Remember Jesus' promise in John chapter 10, verse 10, I have come to give you everything in abundance more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. If I believe God wants to bless me, how is that translating into trust? Because faith is a quiet, thoughtful trust in the God who is known to be trustworthy. And when I trust God, it allows me to courageously step out of my comfort zone and further into my calling. For Peter, stepping into the practical instruction of Jesus revealed the spiritual calling on his life. But often, we want the clarity of the spiritual calling before we step out in practical work. The well-known Christian preacher Louis Giglio said, The Father doesn't give life directions in one big bundle because the goal is knowing Him, not the plan. As God calls you to know Him by faithfully trusting and serving Him, it's in that very place that your calling will become clear. So don't expect confidence in your calling while remaining in your comfort zone because faith's reward is to see what you believed. It was the year 1519 and Hernan Cortes with some 600 Spaniards, 16 or so horses and 11 boats had landed on a vast inland plateau called Mexico. Hernan and his men were about to embark on a conquest of an empire that hoarded some of the world's greatest treasure. Gold, silver and precious Aztec jewels were just some of what this treasure had to offer anyone who succeeded in their quest to obtain it. But with only 600 men, none of whom had encumbered themselves with protective armor, conquering an empire so extensive in its territories could only be undertaken by a man with a death wish. As they marched inland to face the enemies, Cortes ordered, burn the boats. It was a decision that could have backfired. For if Cortes and his men were on the brink of defeat, there wasn't an exit strategy in place to save their lives. Remarkably, though, the command to burn the boats had an opposite effect on his men, because now they were left with only two choices, die or ensure victory, and fight they did. We know today how Cortes' decision to burn his boats panned out. Hernan Cortes became the first man in 600 years to successfully conquer Mexico. For you and I, Jesus has victories and blessings that are waiting for us to step outside of our comfort zones, to burn the boats of the things we've relied on and felt we could fall back on in order to advance into a future beyond all we could ask or imagine. 
Mark Batterson said, we tend to avoid situations where the odds are against us. But when we do, we rob God of an opportunity to do something supernatural. When you step out of your comfort zone in the natural, you open up the doors to God's supernatural to the supernatural leading into the call he has in your life and the blessings that lie in your future. Discovering God's call in your life and experiencing his blessings begin with believing in who he is and stepping out of your comfort zone. You see, at the end of the day, although this mini-series is called The Search For, when it comes to our calling and God's blessings, you don't need to search. Just begin faithfully serving the will of God as you trust him and his call and blessing on your life will chase you down. You see, it's faithful servants that are blessed, not treasure hunters. In Matthew 25 verse 23, it speaks about the way God welcomes us into eternity when we've been faithful servants rather than treasure hunters. It says, the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, in listening to my instruction, casting out your nets, even when it didn't seem to make sense. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. God wants to celebrate the blessing he has for your life. And it calls for you to become a faithful servant, giving what you have in your hand where you are right now. The problem we so often have with this is that we want the blessing in our time. And so we quit being faithful in casting nets in service to God because we don't seem to acquire the blessings we're expecting. John Maxwell said the two dream killers in our lives are greed and impatience. And for you and I, showing that we are faithful means we're faithful when we're tempted to quit. Galatians 6 verse 9 speaks to us when it says, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. A blessing that is promised to us by Jesus from John 10 chapter 10. I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness, until you overflow.